Welcome to Shirt Tail Vibes, your go-to podcast for an inside look and in how being a person of color, race, in the South, in the neighborhood of just your family shapes you. My name is Destiny, and with me, as always, is my cousin and co-host, Fred. Uh-oh. This week, we'll be discussing the history of the neighborhood, the original generation, and the inspiration for the podcast. Let's vibe. Welcome to the first episode of Shirt Tail Vibes. I'm Destiny. And I'm Fred. It's nice to meet y'all, all y'all listeners. We hope that you will enjoy what we have to offer and learn some things along the way, I guess. And we hope that we can relate to y'all too, you know, because that's what it's all about. Trying to find something in common. And at the same time, we're trying to st- tell our story too. So that's what it's about. Yeah. So... I think we need to start kind of with why we named the podcast Shirt Tail Vibes. I think we should start off with why we even came up with the idea for the podcast. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you right now how this podcast idea even came up. Just put me on blast. It's fine. I was chilling one day, you know, being super fly as I am. And I got a call from my lovely cousin, and she said, I had a dream, like Martin Luther King, <laughs> <laughs> that we did a podcast together. Not even knowing the details, not even knowing, you know, nothing else about it. I said, let's do it. Because, you know, everybody has something that they're good at, and this could be what we good at. And you never know until we try, so... I was down with the idea. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to come. Any, I just thought it was funny. So I figured, why not? Let me just call Fred and tell him, like, yo, I had this dream where you, me, uh, Sam Solomon, one of our, uh, your friend <laughs> from high school, and then this guy named Sterling from Ridiculousness were, like, sitting around playing board games, talking about culture on a podcast. Like, that was the dream. Wow. <laughs> You didn't even wow. know about the Sam part, did you? Wow, not till now. <laughs> <laughs> that is some, um, that's some news right there. This is that what is happens when I'm right sick. There. I have the weirdest dreams. Hey, you need to be sick all the time because we just made this happen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's actually happening, which is just wild to me. Like, I uploaded the trailer on all of the distribution sites, and then I could pull up the trailer on my phone, and I, like, started crying. But I'm not even gonna lie. It's not even really wild, but I expect like like something like this from you though. Why me? Because like this is this is you. Like this is you. How so? What you mean how so? How is it not? Like everything points to a podcast. You know when we decided to do this, mm-hmm. my cousin got on YouTube and found out all the information in one day. Not even a day. I like research. Within within less than a month, she had all the equipment, all the topics, and she had notes. And within a month, we started recording. So how is it not you? I, uh, I 
feel I might have ADHD. Um, but I've you don't have ADHD. <laughs> you have OCD. I do not have OCD. Mixed with ADHD. Mixed with DES. That's death if you ain't know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I like to research things. Sometimes I just research things for no reason. Absolutely. A couple weeks ago, I researched the formula for torque just because I wanted to know how to calculate it. There's no reason for that. I'm never going to use it. You said torque? Yeah, or, torque. Or torque? No, torque. T-O-R-Q-U-E. Torque. I, I was about to say, I didn't even know it was a formula for a torque. No, there's... <laughs> 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 a torque formula? I didn't even know. Oh I what is God. it? Left, right? Left, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Cannot. <laughs> But yo, see, this is this is another reason why we decided to come up with the podcast because we sit around and have conversations like this all the time and not record them, and we be dropping some gems sometimes. So you know, why not? Yeah, occasionally I hit one out of the park. Very rarely. I'm extremely bad at sports, also. Um, all right, sorry we got a little interrupted. What were we talking about? We're talking about how the podcast got started. Yes. So. I like to be organized, and I like to research things. That's an understatement. I may or may not have created a spreadsheet that calculates costs of everything. She did. I did. Um, but, she, yeah. She um, made bags for all the microphones. She got bags for the headphones. She got bags for the cords. I do not have bags for the cords. You do got bags for the cords. I do not. So, So you mean to tell me when I put on my headphones today... I didn't take the cord out of bag. Okay, those cords, yes, they have bags. But they came in bags. I didn't take them out of the bags they came in. But it was still in the bag, right? Yes. And the headphones came with bags, too. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Whatever. You appreciate my organizational skills. I guess. I ain't husband, so uh, it really don't matter to me. I don't have a husband. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You go aggravate, though. I am not. I've already told my parents I have no intentions to be anybody's mother or anybody's daughter-in-law. So, um, I don't know. That's when we was growing up. You acted like all our mamas. Well, somebody had to. I mean, not you though. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, the podcast started from a dream that I had. Um, so the name, the name, it took a while for us to land on something. We went through a lot of names. What did we start off with? Started off with, um, Fearlessly Authentic. Yep. And then we went to like Authentically Fearless and then. Went to Unique Vibes. We went to, um, a lot of stuff. Basically like trying to find a name that fits our character. Right, but also our story and kind of what the perspective is. Which is, you know, not even not even like having a podcast, just having a conversation with family, with friends, you know, just like a friendly conversation full of laughs, full of informative information, you know, different stuff like that. So basically what we came up with was just vibing. Right. And the shirt tails part of it, We've always called our neighborhood Shirt Tales. So our neighborhood is 14 acres. And all of the people who live in the neighborhood are related on one side. Straight family. Right. Um, 
so the the configuration of our town and how the neighborhood sits is across the street. I live at the front of the neighborhood. And Fred grew up at the back of the neighborhood. You know. Um, so across the street from my house is the city limits. And then we were just like annexed in to the city recently, like when we were in high school. So basically, if you look at the, if you look at the map of Wildwood, we at the bottom. Yeah, like right at the shirt tail of you know Wildwood. So if Wildwood was a shirt, we'll be at the tail of it. Yeah, and that's where shirt tails came from. Exactly. Yeah. So. And my daughter just half flipped on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a guest in in the recording today. Soraya is here, who is Fred's daughter, and she'll be a guest on an upcoming episode. Oh, yeah, because you got to tell the difference between how we grew up and how they're growing up right now because that's a major story to tell, yeah. and it's a big difference. So speaking of guests, um, do you want to talk about some of the guests we – the type of guests you're going to have on the show? Oh, the type of guests that we're going to have, you know, it's basically like – like I said earlier, like people that we can have conversations with, wholesome mm-hmm. conversations, funny conversations, informative conversations, you know, family members, just, you know, people that we can vibe with. Yeah. Do you think maybe some friends along the way? Hey, wherever it take us, you know, you probably going to dream of some friends tonight. <laughs> you, know. you know what? I'm currently not ill, so my dreams will be relatively normal. Well, maybe you'll dream about some villages that we can get in here or something. Oh, my God. I can't. (laughs) So some of the first guests, of course, will be cousins. We may have some friends if we can reach out to some of them, maybe come on board. Um, But, yeah, every week, the first couple episodes, we're going to be laying down some of the history of the neighborhood and the family and just kind of how we lived in the 90s and 2000s you know how we grew up because Uh, i think it's a unique story like people i know it's people that done did it before but it's unique being around people that's just your family like growing up mm -hmm. so you waking up every day going outside and you're seeing nothing but family members Right. Like having a birthday party in the neighborhood is very easy because you could just open the back door and you be know, like, hey, come over. You ain't got to in, in, you ain't got to have no friends or nothing like that. Yeah. My first friends were all my cousins. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you really needed. I don't even remember how we just it was just that's just what it is. Like. Me, yeah. I ain't have friends. That's not true. I had friends, but it's not no outside friends. I had friends at school. Right. But outside of school, nah, I never had friends. I never hung out with nobody until I got older and had a car. I think that's kind of true for a lot of people. But what makes it unique is that even if your family is, you know, your first friend group, it's a couple cousins, right, that live down the street. It's mm-hmm. not going to high school and graduating with four of your first cousins. But look, but look, don't get it twisted now. We ain't always get along. Either. Oh, Just because oh, we family, we didn't always get along with each other and stuff like that. We didn't have fist, fist fights. We didn't have all of that. So, you know, just because we saying that we grew up around family, it wasn't all sweet. You know what I'm saying? So, 
It never is. Family's bittersweet. Hey, that's how it is, though. But at the same time, you know, I can fight them, but if you fight them, oh, it's on. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, any outside, any outsiders oh, yeah. can't yeah. can't step, but we can fight with each other all day. But yeah. as soon as I the thought outside you meant come, me personally, nah. not. But as soon as the outside come, oh, oh bro, we're, we're it's clicking on. up, Sorry. bro. Yeah. You're going to see it. So, that's just how it is. That's how it should be. So, the first generation, we'll call them, there are 11 siblings that make up the first generation, which include our parents. And then there's us, where there's 32 first cousins, I think I calculated. That's a lot of freaking cousins, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, who has 30, over 30 first cousins? That you know, like that personally. is crazy, bro. Like that is crazy, crazy. So like people ain't even believe me when I was growing up. When I used to say, "Oh, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. That's my cousin." Man, you got a lot of cousins. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I do got a lot of cousins, bro. And we'll break down the numbers in a little bit. And um, that's that's just on one side, bro. That's just on the one side. That's not even on the other side. Right. So my dad is a part of the eleven. Your mom is a part of the eleven. But, um. Our parents, our shared parent, not shared parent, whatever. Our parents also had an aunt and uncle who had 11 children as well, and they lived next door. Exactly. Right. And then my mom is one of eight, maybe. And and my dad is one of five. Yeah. So big families on both sides, but it's a little different with this side because they're all out your back door. That's it. We all just like on one strip of land, and it's just that's just the way it was. Ever since I can remember. So getting back to the the reason for the podcast, we talked a little bit about the inspiration for the podcast and how it came from a dream. But what was the reason that you, you know, texted me like a few days later and I was like, "Hey, like, what are we doing?" So basically, like. We just wanted to see if other people had the same story as us. You know, because we not only a big family, we country people too. You know, we grew up on these dirt roads out here. <laughs> there are, in fact, one, two, three, three, three or four dirt roads. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if whatever way you're trying to come in this neighborhood, you're going to have to take a dirt road. And I mean that. That That's is on. true. So we're a 14-acre neighborhood in the South, all black. It's definitely a unique experience, and I feel like maybe somewhere along the way somebody would want to hear about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And whether you're black or not, bad, you can relate because that's the way it is. I didn't seen, seen some people that didn't have family that live on one, one plot of land, and all of them stay together, no matter if... No matter if it's three of y'all or it's 11 of y'all mm-hmm. or it's 80 of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Family is family at the end of the day. So, what my lovely cousin is going to do, <laughs> she's going to break down, you know what I'm saying, the matriarch and the patriarch of our family on this side right here, which is my grandmother and my grandfather. Right. So, our grandmother and grandfather... Um, our grandfather's name was Richard Lyle Sr. 
Um, and our grandmother was Mabel Edwards. So I don't know what other people called our grandfather. My dad refers to him as the old man and only refers to him as the old man. Mm-hmm. I know him as Papa. I called him Papa Frosty because he called me Frosty. I just got to say this, and this is, um, don't have nothing to do with anything, but all the way up until I was like 13 or 14, I thought my granddaddy was white. He was. And, that's, and that's on God. Like, my mama used to tell me all the time because when I was a little kid, I used to ask her, Mama, how come we're black and granddaddy is white? I used to ask her that all the time. And I got another uncle, which is Uncle Robert, and I used to think he was white too. It's it's like crazy. It's crazy to be like how light skinned he was. Like we refer to it as high yellow in the. That's in not the even sticks. high yellow. It was like beige. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not beige. It was crazy, bro. I never like, bro. All the way up until. Even after Granddaddy, like, passed away, bro, I still thought the same thing. I was like, bro, like, how? Like, no, you're just very light-skinned. Like, you'd be, you just be chilling in the house one day. you just come up and tap mama on the shoulder. Mama, Granddaddy white, and we black. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> bro, that's a tr- so true. That's a, a very true statement. Like, all the way up until I was, yeah, like, 13, 14 and like it's it's like really crazy because I really thought that. Well, I don't. Speaking of, I feel like I should also tell a little story about our grandfather. Um, so he had an aversion to anybody who was darker than a piece of wood like really if you were darker than a brown paper bag, he wanted absolutely nothing to do with you his own flesh and blood. Um, so the lighter your child was, the more favor that you got with him Straight in the up. family. So I was gone. Both you and I. Toast. Oh, you already know, but Yeah. Like Brian and Willie, who are the darkest ones you know what I'm in the family. Man? No, had nothing to do with them. I ain't that dark, though. I'm chocolate, chocolate mocha, you know. That's the way it go. My foundation color is called cocoa, so. But I ain't even gonna lie. I was scared of both of them, though. Who? Grandma and granddaddy. I was only scared of Grandma Mabel. Hey, Grandma was a freaking... Grandma was Medea before Medea, bro. Yes, like, she I was, was the really original Medea. Like, I was really scared of her, bro. Like, I'm talking about going to her house and sitting in one place until you leave. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> Do you remember the couch that was in her house? I'm talking about the... Wait, which one? You're talking about the one that the had one in the front room. and stuff on it? Yes, it had, like... It had like sticks and leaves, like fall leaves. Yeah, it was like I a camouflage. Bro, I think a lot of people that had that couch in their house, bro. Like, cause when, we had that couch when we was in Royal. But into the nineties, like bro, I remember napping on that couch. Bro, it was like it was like a black person camouflage couch, bro. It was. Like, like dead serious, bro. Like all us had it was that couch, camouflage. bro. And then it had like the little wooden arms. Yes, bro. Everybody had, had that frame. couch, bro. I can I can show you pictures right now. That's in the in the photo album of me and my brother. Yes. On that couch. 100%. And then next to the couch was a potbelly stove. Mm-hmm. And on said potbelly stove sat California Raisins vinyls. Oh, we're not even going to get into those. <laughs> Which were not to be touched. Okay, if anybody know what California Raisins are, 
then like they were like little action figures, but it was raisins that had like arms and legs. Yeah. So in the in the nineties, really early, like late eighties, nineties, the California Raisin Company made these like animated raisins, and they were like a R&B doo-wop group yeah, or whatever. Like, like one of them played the saxophone, one of them wore the sunglasses. They're very much crooners. And they came out with like the pre Funko Pop vinyl figures of mm-hmm. the California raisins and you could collect them. So what would you call those? Would you call those like souvenirs or would you call them like collectibles? I call them collectibles. Collectibles. Okay. So all right. Well, I'm just going to tell you, as a little kid, they're not collectibles. When you look at those, they're toys. No, absolutely not. They're toys. Mm -hmm. So, let me see. Probably like around the age seven, eight years old. When I looked at those, I thought they was toys. But grandma, grandma didn't think they was toys. And I messed around and picked one of them up. And I took it to her and asked her, can I play with it? And I'm just going to let you know, that's the last time I ever picked up one of them. I never picked them up. I never even sat by them again. Bro, she beat me all the way from the kitchen, all the way until I put that thing back on the table. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the whole way. She, like, was, she was chasing me like a dog, bro. Like, I... And, she was a grandmother who would take a nap in the middle of a beating because she got tired. And you would just have to wait until she woke up so she could finish. Bro, I done heard so many stories, bro, of grandma just like... Have you heard the pistol in the purse story? Yeah. Have you ever heard the whoop all the kids story? No, I haven't heard the whoop all, all right, the kids story. All right, I feel so like I need to tell the pistol in the purse, the purse story, go, too. Go ahead. So, apparently, folklore says that... Grandma was in church, and this was in a time where they did not have carpet, so it was a completely wooden floor. Mm-hmm. And she sat her purse on the pew, and somebody knocked it over. And in the middle of service, a pistol falls out and clangs on the floor so loud that it echoed throughout the church, and everyone stopped what they were doing. Oh, and we know how that wood and that metal hit. Oh, yes. We know. <laughs> Just a complete echo. So yes, this this is the woman who uh, made sure I'm she had her you, pistol the with her. The original Medea, like yes. she was really Medea before Medea, bro. Like, bro. Okay, now I got to tell this story. Okay, you know they had eleven kids, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to keep up with stuff sometimes when you got eleven kids. Mm-hmm. So my mom used to tell me when one person did something. All of them just got a whooping for it because you know when you when you kids and stuff, y'all not gonna snitch on each other and do stuff like that. Right. So when one person did something and she didn't know who it was, she just lined all of them up. And you had to pick your own switch, and depending on how yeah. serious the situation was, you had to go pick peach switches, which you've never experienced a peach switch they are extremely flexible and have a lot of recoil and you would have to get three and braid them together so i'm gonna just let you know because i had experience with the peach switch (laughs) so one hit is three yes because so when you swing it one time it feel like it's hitting you three times yes because that's how flexible it is so it's like it's like a bullwhip like that's how it <laughs> that's really how it hit you yeah and i didn't have personal experience with it so you know 
I thankfully have never had personal experience with a pe. I was the good kid at grandma's house in my own neighborhood. You you just ain't get caught. You just ain't get caught. That's probably true. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Appreciate it, bro. Get out of here with that good girl stuff. (laughs) I was good for the most part, but you just ain't get caught. I definitely did not get. See, she was the one. She was the one that when when people come around. That's when good deaths come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, us, we didn't care. We was just, like, little wild kids. Like, we was just little wild kids. Like, it don't matter who around, bro. I'm about to show my butt. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just going to have to, like, risk getting this whipping later, you know? But when, like, Des was the one that, basically, she was, like, the smartest out of all of us. Like... I knew how to save my own skin. When she seen when the whipping to. coming, she yeah. avoided it. Oh, we yeah. Didn't, we didn't avoid it. Like, we didn't... We didn't care at the time, like. Why? Why would I elect for a whooping? But see, we was already running around on dirt roads with bare feet, so it's like a whooping. Which I really still nothing. do. I don't run, but I still walk around on bare and uh, with bare feet on dirt it roads. Went, it wasn't really nothing, like you know, a whooping. Okay, let me get that. You know, like yeah. it is just how it was. I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but that's just how it was. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So it started. But off you definitely wasn't a good girl though. So no don't try that. I was good enough. Mm, nah. Mm. We're not talking about that story. Um mm, I- <laughs> <laughs> You know what story I'm talking about. What what story? The flip story. The flip? Yes. Nah, we got to hear about this flip story. What, what's going on? Do you not know the flip story? The Brett flip story? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So, we have a cousin. His name's Brett. He's one of um, Joanne's kid. Well, he is Joanne's kid, which we'll talk about later. Um, so, I was over near his house, which is diagonal ways across the field from my house. And he kept... a no- He's very annoying i'm sorry i hate it's it's just the truth he can be super annoying so he kept bothering me and bothering me and bothering me and at one point i had enough of it so i walked behind him grabbed him by his neck and flipped him over my shoulder um keep in mind that he had a solid foot and a half on me um and it is to this day uncle chick's favorite story to tell because he saw the whole thing and he said if he was not driving he would have gotten out of his truck and applauded hey chick would like something like that hey bro so can i tell the sneeze story sneeze story yes what sneeze story you about to know when i tell oh it. my god hey so um for the people that don't know my cousin Des has a loud sneeze that's boisterous yes she has a very loud sneeze and my grandma used to have the same sneeze mm-hmm. so one day we were sitting on grandma porch and me and Des was sitting in like some little stools. It was like little step stools, you know, you had little step stools back in the day. And I was sitting on one side because it's like a door in the middle of the porch. So I was sitting on one side and Des was sitting on one side. And I'm looking off, you know, on the other side or whatever. And all of a sudden I hear a monstrous sneeze. That made me jump up out of my seat. And that was the first time I ever heard that sneeze. 
and it scared the living crap out of me, bro. It like her sneeze was so loud it echoed through my body, and it was like, it was like an alarm clock, bro. Like I never heard nothing like that in my life. Anytime I start a new job and allergy season begins, I um, warn everybody that I work with that I sneeze very loudly. And they're like, oh, it can't be that loud. And then I scared somebody so much no, that they bro, dropped you, their lunch. Like, it's it's bad. Yeah, bro, you sneeze like an opera singer. Like, straight up. Like, that, that, thing, that thing touched me. Like, that thing <laughs> touched me, bro. Like, I'm talking about that thing was so loud, bro. Like... I ain't never heard nothing like that besides from grandma. But, you know, grandma doing it, you get used to it. But but my dad has the same sneeze. Um, I don't know, Des. Every time you sneeze, bro, I'll be, helping, I'll be trying to help you find your nose, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, like, yeah, that thing be woo. Yes, I do have woo. a loud and aggressive sneeze. But it also helps um, I can yell very loud. With we ease. all know that. We all know that. You ain't got to tell us that. You ain't got to tell us that. Growing up, you better stay out of her arm reach. Let's get away from me. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> bro, I'm not getting her arm reach, bro. Because when that's grabbing, she is not letting you go. Get off of me. Um. So... We'll discuss that later in the growing up episode. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> so back to kind of the family. So Mabel had four kids, right? Yeah, before she met Granddaddy. Right. Before she met Granddaddy. She and had then together they had... Seven more. Seven more. So that makes the 11. Um, <clears throat> and they all lived in... Not all of them lived in the same house at the in the house at the same time because it was only a two-bedroom house. Um, it used to be on the corner down the street from here. Mm-hmm. And then the neighborhood that we live in, well, that I live in now, the neighborhood that we grew up in was farmland. Yep. Basically, like, you know, gardens, cow pastures, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So they raised hogs, chickens, cows. They had a horse named... Sue or horse? I don't remember what the horse's name was. And um, my mom said that they got very familiar with all those animals. Yes. Talking about hands on, like and went and no, let me go let me go get somebody to do this. Nah. They breaking chicken necks and doing all types of stuff. Milking oh, yeah. cows, all that. So. Well you had what eleven kids in a small town. The first kid was born in nineteen forty six. And the last one was born in 62. So I'm just let you know, back in the day, they didn't have kids. They had a workforce. Yes. And that was the workforce. All of them came out. My dad learned how to drive um, manual on a tractor when he was like seven. Hey, so speaking of tractors, I got to tell this story right here, too. So my mama said when she was growing up and they was um, like in school and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So mama said that granddaddy had a car and everything. He had a car and a truck. Oh, yeah. But what he chose to drive to the store the all the time <laughs> I know was the, story. the tractor. <laughs> yes. And she said they used to be so embarrassed because mm-hmm. all the kids at school used to be like, why is your daddy always driving their tractor? Right. And he would drive it 
to the liquor store. I'm talking about like it's a car. Yes. Drive the track. And you, there's only, there's really one main road in town. And the house sat on the corner down the street from like school way. So you got to pass by everything. Right. So you pass by at least at, well, at our time. Well, at their time, the high school was the white school and the intermediate school, now elementary school, was the black school. That was the middle school. Black middle school. The middle school was the black school. The middle school was the black school? Because, you know, the the middle school used to be the high school, right? Yeah. Yeah, that used to be the middle school, not the elementary school. No, but there was some kind of... Something was happening over at the intermediate school, now elementary school. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. that, but my mom said that the high school, she graduated, the high school that she graduated from was the middle school. Yeah. The middle school now. Which is now the high school. Because it used to be green. It's yeah, the, it was J.R.E. Lee, right? Yeah. Yeah. It used to be like green and white. So, I don't think, when did... I wonder when the school segregated, or integrated. <clears throat> I don't know. My mom graduated in like 77. Yeah, she graduated in 77. Yeah, my dad graduated in 76 and he went to an integrated high school. So it had to be. So it had to be before high that school. Day. So they probably had to blend everything. Yeah. So, um, where do you want, you want to start at the top? All right, yeah. Yeah. You name the names. I'm named, I'm name all the nicknames. <laughs> So we had Hercules, who was the first. Which is Uncle Herc. And he was born in 1946. He had one child, and I think that one child had two children that we know of. And I'm just listening to Uncle Herc was hilarious. Yes. He, he was hilarious, yo. Like, I'm talking about funny beyond funny. Like, Uncle Herc was, like, you never could, like, sit around him and not laugh. Mm-mm. Do you remember? When he, so in his later years, which are our really early years, he mm-hmm. didn't drive. He something happened and he ended up getting shot and he had part of a bullet lodged somewhere in his body. So it he was, in was his not, leg. It yeah. was in his hip. So he wasn't able to drive, but he rode a bicycle around. And my favorite part everywhere of staying at Grandma Mabel's house was going to the mailbox with Uncle Herc because he would put you on the handlebars. And mm-hmm. ride you up to the mailbox, and you got to check the mail, and then ride back down the hill with him. And, and one other thing about Uncle Herc, but he used to collect Hess trucks. Yes, and like, we have them. He actually. had like every Hess truck that that came out each year. It was like he had all of them. He had the ones like the from the from the little trucks, from mm-hmm. little pickup trucks. He had the the big trucks. He even had a truck with a with a space shuttle on the back. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember all of that stuff, like, because we used to, he used to stay in the townhouses. And loved and honey buns. What? That was his favorite snack, honey I, buns. I could tell you a story about Uncle Hurt. <laughs> so, um, we was, we, because, you know, we used to, like, take him to the store all the time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't go to the store on a bike. So, we used to take him, like, grocery shopping and stuff. So, my mama told him one time that this lady, like, wanted to talk to him, mm-hmm. right? And it was, like, a, like a, a bigger mm-hmm. lady. So, Uncle Hurt looked at the lady. He said... That lady right there, he said, "Nah, I can't talk to her. She got more meat. I got more meat than in my freezer." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> bro, that's the most hilarious stuff, uh, bro. He said, "I cannot talk to her, but she got more meat than I got in my freezer." Bro. Oh my god, bro, I was dying in the back seat, yo. <laughs> I was dying. 
<laughs> bro, I got hurt was too hilarious, bro. He was like, and he didn't have no filter, bro. Like, he was the definition of no filter. Oh, bro. absolutely like, not. No filter whatsoever. So, um, her son, Greg, was the first one of the, what we called the first. So, you'll hear us say the OGs, the original generation, which is the 11 kids. The first, which is our generation, the 32 of us. And then the seconds, I think there's like 60 plus of them. And there's also some thirds walking around here. Well, crawling, but you know. Uncle Herc, he um, unfortunately passed away in 2007. He was hit by a van. um, Riding his bicycle. Riding his bicycle. And he died um, from complications due to that hit. I remember that day. I definitely remember that day. Distinctly. We were in 11th grade. And your mom was the first one on the scene. Yeah, because it was right in front of the elementary school where she worked at. Yeah. And then I don't know... If I was at the elementary school doing some volunteer work or what have you, I don't know why I was there, but I remember being down there for some reason. I definitely remember that day. But you know, we still collect, well, my family still collects all the Hess trucks in honor of Uncle Herc. We have almost all of his, and then we've been collecting since 2007. Mm, That's good. So... Child number two, OG number two, is Gloria. Which is Auntie Glurgeen. Yeah. Gl- Gloria Jean. Oh, we say Glurgeen, bro. Glurgeen. You got you to gotta get some country, bro. You got to get some. <laughs> you got you to gotta act like you ate some fried chicken and some um, with some Crisco before with some. Not Crisco. That's Glurgeen. That's Glur- oh, it ain't God. no Glurgeen. It's Glurgeen. <laughs> so, All day. She was born in 1947. She had three kids, and then those three kids have six kids between them. Um, What's your favorite memory? Auntie Glurgene. She was, like, the nicest lady that you can, like, come across. Yeah. Like, she's very generous. She was the one who reminded us to vote every year because she volunteered at the polls. And this, these last few years, like, people have forgotten because she was not there to remind them. Mm Mm-hmm. And she worked for the school board, so, you know, Mm -hmm. she knew everybody. Everybody knew her. That's a common theme. Oh, yeah. In the family, you're going to hear a lot of people who work in schools or are, you know, in some kind of ministry or are blue-collar workers. Like, those are really the three fields, education, mm-hmm. blue-collar, and, and ministry. Oh, and best believe, though, even though she was nice, bro, she still ain't take nothing. Like, she ain't take no crap. Absolutely. Like, and she reminded me, she reminded me so much of grandma. Like, she was like grandma 2.0, like, mm-hmm. straight up, like. The nicest woman that you can meet, but if you get on her bad side, bro, then you're going to get it. You're going to get it, like, straight up. One of the few women I've seen carry out a Jerry Carroll for straight years. Straight up. In years. Rocket. In Rocket. Yes. Yo, I seen a picture of Auntie Gloria and Grandma together, yo, and I couldn't tell the difference. Both of them. Curls. Like, Hard. I couldn't tell the difference, yo. Dripping. It was so, it was so, <laughs> like. Do you remember how wet it was always? What, bro? Because Auntie Gertrude used to give me a hug all the time. <laughs> so it's like. Always had a little bit of activator on your shoulder. That's how you knew. That was love. Hey, I'm talking about. But wonderful lady. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. R.I.P. R.I.P. She died in 2015 of heart failure. Um, and I still remember that day, too. Yeah. Because I was at work. I was at work, I too. I got that phone call. Yeah. My dad called me. 
almost in tears. And I had to leave. Oh. I had to leave. I couldn't stay there. Okay. And all this met up at your house after that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I was I the last one back because I was in Deland at the time. So I was in grad school, was working and living over there. And I had to leave. I left. I went home, packed my stuff and came home that day. Mm hmm. Because I just remember I just remember I sat on the back porch the whole time. Mm hmm. Like out there where the pool table at. That's why I sat at the whole time. And then everybody, you know, in the house is doing their thing. Yeah. You know. So then next, number three in the OGs is uh, Richard, the first Richard. My boy, Uncle Reb. Yes. I don't know where Reb comes from, actually. Um, so Reb has currently three children. He had four children. One of them recently passed away. Um, and then those children had a combination of seven children but one of those children passed away when she was an infant um i'm gonna tell you right now uncle reb <laughs> calls everybody cousin everybody either cousin or house yes i don't understand why he calls everybody cousin bro because there's so many of us bro he now he didn't bother <laughs> to like, like remember figure. our names and stuff bro like it's so many bro like like you said bro it's 31st is in like 60 seconds, bruh. So he's not going to freaking remember all of us, right. bruh. But it's just, it's not just the family. Like anybody he comes across is bruh, cousin. I ain't, I don't care, bruh. I could be cousin because I know who he's talking to. If he look at you and he say cousin, then he's talking to you. Yes. Like, Moncarelle is the most athletic person i ever seen in my life, bro. He is like, a Hall of Fame softballer. Bro, he is a machine. Yes. Like, can still get out there with the young boys right now at over 70 years old. He's on a senior league, isn't he? And bro, he holds many, Uncle many. is the senior league, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he is the senior league, bro. Like, you can't say he not, bro. Like, if you look at him, bro, you, you will not expect his age yeah you would not expect it bro you would not expect it like he looks probably like he may be pushing in his mid 50s and he's in I'm, his 70s i'm saying his 40s i'm even say i'm even going i mean low. time is time is starting to tick but i'm but look but look from from neck down from neck down 40s from from neck up Okay, you could, so you could say 50s and stuff. There is a picture of Uncle Reb. We used to play softball on Sundays. There's a picture mm -hmm. of him. Do you know this picture? No, no. It's him up at the plate. He had just hit, and he's wearing, like, short shorts. Remember those dolphin shorts that had the white <laughs> piping? And a tank top. Full jerry curl, because that was the theme of the family. Everybody had a jerry curl at one point. Straight up. And it's just thigh. It is all calf and thigh, and it looks Straight like a muscle. frog leg. It is Straight so muscle, much muscle. Bro. Bro, bro, Uncle Rep is the definition of athletic, bro. Like, mm -hmm. the definition. Like, straight up. I, that's the only thing I can say, bro. That's the only thing I can say. And that's really the only thing that hey, I can say. Hey, and Uncle Rep funny, too. Yes, he's, Uncle Rep is hilarious. Hilarious, yo. But that's also. A, that's a theme in our family, too, bro. All that's got a little funny in us. And, like, you know, all that's might say something that's, you know, off the wall. Every once in a while. He also makes the strongest Long Island iced tea that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Bro, and... He will shut a party down with one cup. Can I say this off the record? My first time was having that. I was um, like 15 years old. <laughs> and I couldn't handle it at all. <laughs> Nobody can handle it. You could be 30 and not handle it. 
I am his tech person. Anytime he buys a new printer or a new computer, I have to go over there and set it up. Well, um, that's, that's you, though. And he tries to pay me. Hey, I said that earlier, right? <laughs> I said that earlier. Yeah, okay, whatever. This is the reason. So next is Clyde Sr., who was born in 1950. Oh, yeah. That's like Clyde. He had three kids. Um, and those three kids have at least 12 children, maybe more. Oh, yeah. That's One of them just passed not even a month ago. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Omar. Yeah. Um, and then those three kids have at least three plus. Those 12 kids have at least three plus kids of their own. So we're talking third generation now in that branch of the family. Do you remember anything about? I remember bits and pieces. I remember bits and pieces because my mom used to like. I don't know if everybody used to do this, but my mama used to, like, go by and check on him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to, like, see how he was doing and, and stuff like that. But I'm very familiar with the people around him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, uh, man, mm-hmm. you know, Clyde Jr. I'm, I'm very familiar with them, but I can't say that I, I know too much about Uncle Clyde because, you know, that's just how it was. But I I definitely remember all the times when my mom used to pull up across the tracks to to go check on him and stuff. But because that's what she was supposed to do, you know what I'm saying? That was her brother. Yeah. So I, I definitely remember those times, and I remember the times where where he got sick and went to the hospital and stuff like that. But yeah, he had stomach cancer, and he um, he had died throat in, cancer too. Yeah, it started in the stomach and then it spread to the throat, and he died in 1998, which was the same year that Grandma Mabel died, actually. Yep. And we was, like, very young, so that's why we don't remember that much about mm-hmm. him. So, Because I was born in 89, and you were born in 90. But I'm going to say he has some strong genes because oh everybody God. in his family looked Looks like him. Exactly looked, like, like him. If, if you look at them, you will be like, yes, you are you are related to Clyde. Yeah, like, 100%. You are definitely related to Clyde. It's like a so, Xerox machine. Like, straight up. Like, we put a... Like, we was in here one time, and we was at, like, a family party or mm-hmm. something, and they put a picture of him and his son together, and they looked like the same person. Correct. Exactly like the same person. And even bro. Chunk, who is Clyde the That's his grandson. Third. Yeah, that's his grandson. Looks like Clyde the first. Bro, they, all of them look exactly alike, bro. Like, it's crazy. He has some strong genes. Like, like, like my mama said, it looked like he spit them out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it looked like he spit them out, bro. It was crazy. It was crazy. I don't remember what Clyde did for work. Reb worked at the cardboard factory which is why his hands are so soft if you've ever experienced they're they're the softest hands i've ever felt my entire life um and he was in the military and he was in the military and then i don't know if he worked at the the box plant when it became the bathtub plant but then he started working for seco and he's been working for seco my whole life definitely my whole life too which seco is our local electric company um, because I just realized that Seiko is Sumter Electric, which not everybody has. And I'm going to just say, bro, that's very false because Seiko is not just Sumter Electric. It's everywhere, but I guess that's just the name of it. But it is in different counties and okay. stuff. But it's not, like, outside of Florida. Nah, I ain't never seen it outside of Florida. Right. Um. So then Gwen is next. Oh, that's Auntie Gwen. 
Auntie Gwen was born in 1954. She had two kids, and those kids have like three plus kids. Hey, see, I gotta um, I gotta um, take something back real quick because what? I told a lot earlier. What? Because I said that your dad was the only person that whooped me besides my mama. No, Auntie Gwen. But I forgot everyone. Auntie Gwen. Let me feel that ruler. Yes. <laughs> and she, she ain't have just no ruler, bro. It was a yardstick, bro. If Gloria was like the queen of the school system, then Gwen was, was right behind her, the bro. empress, like. Everything, anything. She worked at the school. She worked at the county office. She was everywhere. Straight up. Do you remember when we were at North Sumter Primary School? She was our computer teacher. <laughs> Bruh, do you know how many weapons I got in that computer lab, bro? <laughs> so don't ask me that. It's very <laughs> traumatic, bro. <laughs> it's very traumatic. I'm going to have PTSD, bro. Like, don't yeah. ask me that no more. Oh, my God. Bro, I remember second grade. I was in Miss Caskin, Miss Kaysen. Mm-hmm. Remember Miss Kaysen? Mm-hmm. And. Because I am Miss Wall. And yep. look, see, see, back in the day, you didn't even know that you got in trouble, bro. Until Auntie Gwen walk in that classroom and she point at you and tell you to with come With those down. long fingernails with 82 rings on. Bro, she had a ring on each finger, even the thumbs, bro. Yes, but even multiple, like stacked rings yeah. on every finger and long, perfectly rounded nails that were never polished. Even the thumbs, bro. Like that was. And she get it and she point at you. And then you already know what to do after that, bro. Just go ahead and walk to the computer lab. Yeah. And then and then what's crazy, she give you a whooping, right? And then she make you stop crying. Yes. And then you got to go back to class. You have to go wash your face, get yourself together, and then go back to class like nothing happened. So you're just sitting there crying in front of this computer until you can stop. And then you just got to go back, like, you know. Yes. She was the person who um, taught me how to clean earphones properly. Oh, with yeah. a cotton ball soaked in alcohol. Oh yeah, and like I said, like like we said earlier, this was the ones that learned lessons. I wasn't, so I got <laughs> multiple trips to the computer lab. Oh yeah, I never got taken to the computer lab. No, I got multiple trips, bro. One time, one time I got dragged by my collar. Oh no! Like straight up. <laughs> so Gwen was actually the first one to move into the neighborhood when this was still this was still farmland when she moved in. Yep. Yeah. Um, so next is and she has a she has a house now, but she moved in originally with a trailer. Do you remember the green trailer and she had a Bruh, dog named King? Do I, bro? A little black dog. Yes. And you remember we had a basketball go beside her. But do you remember the waterbed? Nah, I remember that. You don't remember the waterbed? Uh-uh. She was the first one to have a waterbed and we were not allowed to get on it with our shoes on because she was afraid that we would have like rocks and stuff in the treads of our shoes and mm-hmm. bust it open. Bro, I ain't even going to lie, bro. I always miss getting on two grand. So when I came to her <laughs> house, bro, sat down one place. That's it. Uh-uh, bro. I didn't had too many whippings by her, bro. And nah, I sat down in one place. Even I used to go over there with my brother all the time because mm-hmm. my brother and Kirk used to be close mm-hmm. and they used to play like video games and stuff together. Bro, I go in Kirk's room, sit down on the floor, don't say nothing at all. I'm talking about that's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was next. I was born in 1953. Yeah, I did. Auntie Alva, bro. Auntie Alva, that's my dog. She's right next door to me. Hey, um, auntie, and I gotta say, bro, Auntie Alva was the wildest out of all of them. Was was she? She is the wildest. Yes, out of out of all of the brothers and sisters, she is the wildest. Yo, like, I'm talking about the definition of no filter, funny. Just no filter, no just fear. Everything, bro. Like, just everything that you can imagine. Like, when people talk about their crazy aunt, bro, that's her. That's <laughs> her, bro. Like, straight up, that is her, bro. 
So she had five kids. Um, one of them was hit by a car when he was a child. That's Wayne. Yeah. RIP. Um, and Wayne's was Wayne's first name actually Wayne. Yeah. Okay. His name was Wayne because Wayne is named after him. Right. Yeah. But Wayne's first name was actually Bernard. No, his name was Wayne. I think no, his no, middle no, no, name no. was Bernard. Not. Oh, not little Wayne is Bernard. Okay, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. You're right. Mika's Wayne yeah, is right. Bernard, but they call him Wayne. Yep, but there was a right. Wayne. Um, and then Iva has the most grandchildren at 14. Mm-hmm. And then one of those grandchildren has two kids. So that's another one that's breaking into the thirds. Yeah. Yep. What's your favorite memory about Auntie Iva? <laughs> My favorite memory? Hey, bro, I got so many, bro. I got so many, bro. Um, was it the time she put carpet in her yard and said, um, when it wears down, it'll look like concrete? Bro, guess who had, guess who um, helped her pick all our carpet up? <laughs> <laughs> Yours truly. <laughs> hey, um, hey, um, all right. One of one of my memories, and this is not even a memory. It's just a, it's just what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So every time you pass by Auntie our house, her yard looked different. Yes, every time. Like I'm talking about every time. Like you can you could pass by that one day, and then pass by that the next day, and it's gonna look different. Like Auntie Alba had a whole koi pond in her yard. Oh my god! And five days later, <laughs> it was gone. Five days later, it was gone, yo. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? I know what happened. My dad and I filled in that coupon. Bro, this, bro, I've never seen somebody change their house so much. Bro, we Not sit- just on the outside, on the inside no, too. No, 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 I'm about to tell you a story right now. Okay, so we sitting in, we, me and Art, me and Art sitting in his truck, mm-hmm. right? And you know who, do you know who Horace is? Horace, no. His name, all right. Well, Horace is like one of Nard's friends, mm-hmm. right? So, Nard talking to Horace on the phone. And, and Horace like, um, Horace like, where your mama at or something like that. Uh, uh, no, I was like, oh, I'm at my mama house. And Horace was like, oh, you at the coop? And I'm like, at the coop? So no, I was like, bro, what you mean by coop? He say, because she transformed it from a four-bedroom to a two-bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh bro, bro, when I tell you, bro, I fell out of Nard truck laughing, bro. Because you know, you know the coop, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they ain't in a coop, bro. Because he said that he she transformed it from a four bedroom to a two bedroom, bro. And that was the funniest thing I ever heard in my life, bro. So he called her house the coop, bro. Oh my god, bro, that, bro. I'm talking about real tears, right? Real slob right. down up, and bro. The funniest thing I ever heard in my life. Oh my I swear to God, bro. I swear to God, that was. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Auntie Ava is a queen of DIY. She is also the crocheter. She will crochet you a blanket for your baby as soon as she finds out that somebody is pregnant. Straight up, and what? But but even though all the all the stuff that we said about her, bro, one of the nicest ladies ever. Absolutely, one of the nicest. We'll give you the shirt ever, off her bro. back. We'll feed you pork chop sandwiches. Like bro, I'm talking about, I did so much stuff for Auntie Ava, like in her yard, mm-hmm. put stuff together for her mm-hmm. and everything, and she tried to pay me. No, nah, I'm not taking that. Mm-mm. But you can give me a, you can give me a plate though. Yes, that's all I want. All I want is for you to make me a peach cobbler. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All I want is a plate, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> so that's Auntie Iva. She's next door to me, and then Sedalia is next. It's Auntie Daly. 
was born in 1956. She had five kids, and between those five kids, they have 12 kids. For real. Clocking. What's your favorite memory about Auntie Daly? Wait, let's go back to Auntie Ava for a minute. Um, she worked in corrections for the longest time. Then she used to work at the school, too? I don't remember if she worked at the school, but I definitely remember her being a corrections officer. Oh, yeah, she definitely did that, bro, because we used to take her to work. We used you to did? take her to work sometime. No, not me. I mean, my, but y'all. My mama, y'all, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Up there in Ocala. Mm. Yes, definitely, bro. Definitely. She used to she used to wear the little the little um tan, uniform. Yeah. The little tan uniform with yeah. the belt. That little thick belt. And <laughs> Not a she thick had belt. a little she had a little butt poking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, definitely, bro. Like I remember all that, bro. See, I bro, I got a lot of memories when I yeah. was a little kid, bro. Like I remember everything, but yeah, she definitely, definitely worked in corrections. So then there's Daly. Daly worked at Win Dixie. Oh yeah. Right? Because oh, yeah. her husband also worked at Win Dixie for mm-hmm. a long time. But they're both Preachers, ministers, pastors, reverends, whatever you want to, whatever holy title you want to use. Oh, yeah. Um, they have their own church. I remember many a day, many, a, not many a day, many a Christmas and Easter having to go to their house to learn an Easter speech or oh, Christmas yeah. speech. Oh, yeah. Even every summer. Yeah. Every summer. And I went to vacation Bible school with them one summer. I used to go every summer. Like that's probably like the third, the third most house that I spent my time at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna even say the second most because when I spent my time at Auntie Alba's house, I was older, so you know we ain't really grow up with them. But I grew up with everybody, with Auntie Daly, you know, Sadell, all of them, you yeah. know, all that. Then then been clicked out ever since we was little, so. Yeah, that's probably like the second most, and she can cook very well. Yes, she can. Yes, cakes are amazing. Yes, um, she's also one of the nicest people, but absolutely no nonsense but whatsoever. No nonsense. Don't come to her house trying to start stuff. Don't she will kick you out quick, fast, and in a hurry. She's very much. I keep the peace in my own house. Right, and that's an ongoing theme about it, about our family too, bro. The nicest people that you can meet, but don't take no bull. Mm-hmm. Don't take none at all. So then next is my dad. Wait, wait, bro. Wait. I got to tell you something about Auntie Daly, bro. Okay. So, so um, when Auntie Daly, she just used to fuss at us all the time mm-hmm. because we used to be loud in the house. You remember <laughs> when she used to have that back room and used to call it the playroom? Yes, and it was just toys everywhere. It was toys. It was toys in there. It was drums. And it was a piano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember. So all us used to be in there making it was noise. Pink. All this used to be in there making noise, right? So we be in a minding our business, and she used to have this one thing in there where, like, you get on it and you put your you put your feet in a little thing, mm-hmm. and and you flip upside down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little thing that you hang from. So all that's in there, right? And I'm in the little thing hanging upside down, bro. And she came in there and kicked the door one time, like not kicked the door, but she like, like, mm. yeah. And, ah, bro, that's as fast as I ever unlatched my feet and I <laughs> fell on my head, bro. I was trying to get down, bro. Like, bro, because I thought all this was about to get a woman in there, bro. Like, I'm talking about, and after that, I think I got, like, got my shoes and I just went home. Yeah. Like, because, like, it wasn't no coming back from that. Like, ooh, ooh. And then at church, at church and everything, like, it was just, I don't know, bro. She was just the enforcer, bro. Like, 
She was the enforcer because, you know, Uncle Bill, Uncle Bill, he was the enforcer, but he was more quiet with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Auntie Daly then got kind of quiet in her older age, mm-hmm. but she used to be straight turnt. Oh, yeah, bro. 100%. Like, she used to be turnt, bro. Like, I'm talking about Auntie um, Joanne. She had Uncle Tyson Al- and Anna as children. Yes, I know. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yes, bro. She used to be straight turnt, bro. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So then next is the hey, second Don't, don't forget Lisa either. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Lisa got into it in her own right. So then Richard is next. Richard Jr., the second, um, who is my dad. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Uncle Jr. right there. He was born in 1958. He had four children. One of them passed in 2010. R.I.P. cuz. Um, and then he has one grandchild who is not my child. What's your favorite memory about my dad? What's my favorite memory? Yeah. Hey, bro. Um, let me see. Let me see. I ain't gonna say it's my favorite memory, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I still remember when he whooped me that one time. <laughs> Why are all your memories related to whooping, bro? Because I used to get whoopings all the time, bro. Like I was bad, bro. Like I can't admit I was bad, bro. Yeah. I was, I was, I was a little bad kid. I had ADHD, and mm-hmm. that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, like you remember. You gonna remember when when you get a whipping? Yeah. Because like I think that's what shape you when you get older. Like when you get ready to get in trouble, you remember that whipping. Like, nah, I am not going to do that. Right. Like, hey, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up when you get back. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like that's the that's the the pain clicking your head. Mm-hmm. Like, so when Uncle Junior, let me see, with Uncle Junior. But I got so many memories, bro. I can't nail it down to one, bro. See, it's like, it's like, cause that's that's who that's you could tell that's who people house I used to be at the most. Mm-hmm. I used to be at Auntie Sade's house and Uncle Junior house the most. So I got so many memories of them. I can't pin it down to one. Yeah. But I'm you definitely just, spent a lot of time over here, especially bro, as we got older. I'm telling you, bro. And look, same way, the same way. Your so. daughter also spends a significant amount of time the here. I fed way, her bro. dinner twice this week. So that's just <laughs> that's just how it is. But you um. I'm just I just will let you know something about um Uncle Junior. If you ever need anything, any kind of tool, any kind of like just he's gonna any, have it. Anything. He's gonna anything. have it. He's gonna have it. If he doesn't have it, my mom has it, and if my mom doesn't have it, I have it. Like we are very much the the scouts of the family. Like straight up. And I seen and I seen y'all house transform like a Decepticon. <laughs> like <laughs> a Decept excuse me. My house is always an Autobot, never a Decepticon. Hey, I'm sorry. I might be the Decepticon in my house. Hey, but it's still transformed though. If Auntie Hava House um went from <laughs> went from a sedan to a coupe, y'all's went from um I don't even know, bro, but it was it's crazy, like Yeah, our house is definitely changed. I still remember when they're like the kitchen, mm-hmm. the little that used to be the back door, like yeah. When you used to walk, like you used to the little double doors, and then you walk in, there and then the kitchen is right there. And then yeah. So when that, you the little TV room used to be the mm-hmm. dining room. Mm-hmm. I still remember all that, bro. I remember all that from from a little kid. Oh yeah, we and, had shrimp colored carpet throughout our entire house. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you never stepped foot in the in the, in the front living room. No, you do that not. That was go in the never. Room. That was off limits, bro. Like I'm talking about, you going there, bro? It's a hey, you getting snatched up by your collar straight yeah. up. We have a yeah. formal living room and a formal dining room. Um, my dad. And that's the only place that I knew that had that. 
like a room that you couldn't go in. What? We didn't even have that. You could go in there at Christmas to go get your bag. Okay, one day a year. <laughs> and you can go in there on Thanksgiving. That was it. Those were my mom's two exceptions to the front room of the house. Bro, I'm going to just let you know, bro. If you look at their house now, bro, it looks completely different. Yeah. Um, my dad, I don't know. My dad's kind of, I feel like he's the one that is always there for everyone. Yeah, right? always, always. Hey, and Nola, Uncle Junior is low-key funny, too, bro. He might oh not God. seem like it, bro, but he is very, very funny, bro. He like, is he is funny. And it's not hilarious. even like, it's not even like, like, all the time, but it's just like, oh, he might, he might have his little spurts. Uncle Junior remind me of, like, I'm, I'm like Uncle Junior because mm-hmm. I'm not like, I don't talk a lot, but then when I do talk, it's like, you probably, most of the time, you're going to hear something that's funny or yeah. you're going to hear something that's interesting. Have I told you the ludicrous story about my dad? Nah. Do you remember that ludicrous song where it was Move, Get Out the Way? That mm-hmm. song, it had to be years, maybe a decade later. I was sitting in the car with my dad, and I'm a daddy's girl, so I'm with my dad pretty much all of the time. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> he looked at me and he said, I wonder if that bee ever moved out of Ludacris's way. And I was like, <laughs> Dad, it's been like 10 years. Like, what are you doing? But that's my dad. Like, we were washing the car one day. My dad, my sister, and I, and my sister, Kaylin, hit him with a water hose, like, sprayed him with water. And he was like, what is happening? And she looked at him, and she said, don't worry. You'll dry. So (laughs) she wasn't expecting him. He soaked her (laughs) with a water hose, and he said, oh, don't worry. You'll dry. (laughs) My dad is the nicest person. He can be super quiet, but when he gets comfortable, bro, he will straight, roast you. Straight up, bro. Like, bro, he remind me of myself, bro. Like, like, I think I picked up his, I picked up that from him just from being around here mm-hmm. so much. Like, like, I never talk that much, but when I do, bro, you you probably gonna hear something. You gonna you gonna hear something that you can take home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. So next is your mom, Vicky. Hey. Who was born in 1958. Vicky Lee. Lee. Yes, goes by Vicky Lee. Vicky Lee. Vicky Lee. (laughs) She had four children, one set of twins. You know. All right. And then between those four children, there's... She had the smoothest flies son in the world. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Clifton is awesome. He's so smooth. I mean, I'm done with this. (laughs) (laughs) So those four children have eight children currently and then one on the way, correct? Oh, yeah. 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 So my favorite memory, your mom. No. I mean, there's so many because if if I wasn't at. And I just want to let you know, but my mama is another one that worked at the school. She is another queen of the school. Um, in school suspension teacher. Straight up, PE teacher will make you do them jumping jacks. Will make you stand on that fence. Oh yeah, I would. And I got to say this right now. Yeah. My mama is a trendsetter. She is a trendsetter, bro. She used to wear double socks before double socks was cool. Not even that, Auntie Vicky. I this is one of my favorite memories. I remember walking into her closet and there was a shoe of every color, and that shoe had a pair of pants and a shirt and jewelry and socks and a belt. It matched and coordinated from head to toe. Wait, 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 wait. And not only that, she had the freaking scrunchie. I forgot about the scrunchies. 
every I'm talking about from head, literally from head to toe, bro. Right. Like, if her color was red, it was like red and white and the whole outfit from top to bottom, red and white. Bam, bam, bam. That's where I got my fashion sense from, you know. Oh yes. Into my pants. It's real great. Bro, I was cleaning the house, bro. This one count. so my favorite memory your mom there's so many because if i didn't spend time at my house i was pretty much at your house Mm -hmm. or or we was over here right it's either way um because we was over here a lot bro yeah we was like literally over here like we used to come get food from y'all and everything (laughs) like bro we was over here a lot bro like we didn't it's then been times where we spent like a whole day over here and you know what I'm saying? Y'all were Stuff here for like not the last hurricanes, but like a couple hurricanes ago. Yeah. Y'all were here for that. Bro, that, hey, I'm we had talking a good time. about for real. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's so many memories. But see, that's what I mean, bro. See, when you be around somebody a lot, you can't pinpoint just one. Do you know what I, I do remember, though? When we were at North Center Intermediate School before it became Wildwood Elementary, mm-hmm. anytime somebody had to get walked to ISS, I got called out of class. They weren't even in my grade. I got called out of class to go down to that class and walk them to ISS. Yeah, you know. They knew you was mama. Right. Hey, like, go get her. Go get they, her. They would tell her, like, she would tell them, no, go call Destiny and she will walk them and make sure they get to ISS. Don't let anybody else's child walk them to ISS if they can't go by themselves. So that lets Distinctly you know remember that. And she she was my main transportation to school. Mm-hmm. For, then when you got older. Years. Then when you got older. Yes, I was. Because oh. I did not get my driver's license until I was 21. Ah, ah, ah. Yes. We used to crew. We used to slide in the purple Honda. Oh, my God. The purple <laughs> Honda. We'll talk about the purple Honda in a minute. So after Vicky, is there anything else? What's your favorite memory? Well, about mom? my mama. Yeah, bro, my mama is the nicest lady too, bro. But she don't take, she ain't take nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing, bro. My mama will send you through that path in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. She, hey, hit the path, bro. Mm-hmm. That used to be her favorite thing. Hit the path, yo, straight up. Because you had to walk through. You got to walk through a path <laughs> to get to the rest of the shirt tail. Yeah, because we stayed in the back. You know what I'm saying? We stayed it's the tail the, end of the shirt tail. Yeah, we stayed we stayed down down the road. Down da down da yonder. <laughs> <laughs> so the next is Dwayne. That's like a chick, bro. He was born in 1960. I don't know too many people that call him Dwayne, bro. That's chick, bro. Fun like, fact. Straight up. Every one of the 11, except for chick, was born in the house that they lived in. The only reason that Chick was not born in the house but born in the hospital is because he came out butt first. So they had to push him back in. And, you know, sometimes I think that he chose to go through life butt first, too. But that's neither here nor there. Booty first. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Booty first. I was about to say. Um, so Chick had two kids, and those two kids have four kids. And um, can I just say that his two children are Amazonian? Yeah. Yeah, especially cause, cause up there, like six. How how tall is DJ? Six. DJ DJ like six seven six eight. Yeah, like and Delaney's six one maybe. Yeah, yeah she probably six foot there. six one. Like she probably like six foot. Yes. Favorite um, memory of Uncle Chick? It's got to be the same memory. Is when he <laughs> will come over to your house and talk to you, but at five o'clock, either he had to be home. Or he would take over your TV because he had to watch Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. 
The only adult man I have ever known to watch Dragon Ball Z in my childhood. Well, you can say adult. Do Curtis count? No, because Curtis was not an adult when we were kids. I'm sorry, bro. Kurt was always older than us. <laughs> Kurt was in his 20s. But bro. I didn't like, hang out with Curtis like like you did. Bro, I didn't. I didn't really hang out with Kurt. My brother did, and I was just with my brother all the time. Right. Like, I like me and my brother used to be in like inseparable. Like he used to take me here. My brother used to take me on dates with him. <laughs> like I literally used to go on my brother dates, bro. Like like dead serious. Like I used to go on my brother dates. I used to be like in the back seat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? While he go on a date, or like he used to go to his girlfriend's house, bro, and I'd be right there with him, bro. Like sitting on the couch <laughs> and stuff. Like like dead serious, bro. Like dead serious. Like like when my brother got married, I was his best man. Yeah. Like, straight up. I remember that. Me and him used to be inseparable. Like, he used to take me everywhere. Like, the reason I, I learned how to talk to girls was from my brother. Like, dead serious. But um, me about Uncle Chick, my, my favorite memories, and I can't even, like, because I used to be over there all the time, too, mm-hmm. so I can't break it down to when. But I know Uncle Definitely Chick, Uncle Chick taught us how to play every sport. Oh, my God. How to play God. every sport, bro. From, from From football to baseball to basketball to, to everything, bro. Like, he's like, knew how to play everything. Yes, like, he's the coach. And he coached, I mean, he coached the girls' basketball team when we were in high school. Yeah, he coached everything, bro. He coached, he coached your coached, T-ball team. He coached us from, like, from, like, Four years old, bro. From four, from baseball, from four years on up. And I do remember when he used to coach DJ and T ball, and they used to like talk about DJ, bro. Like DJ is not a T. Like DJ can't oh be God. can't be five years old because DJ every time DJ walk up to the plate, bro, it's going over the fence, bro. And you might as well not even like do right. nothing or nothing because every right. time he step up there and he hit the ball off that T, bro, it's going over the fence, bro. Mm-hmm. They used to be yelling. Check his birth certificate. <laughs> Check his birth certificate, yo. Like, it's like, no, that's just him, bro. Like, that's just DJ, bro. Like, it's straight up. Like, but he he taught us how to play every sport, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not taught us, but he coached us and yeah. and everything. He tried and tried to teach me how to play sports. My my best, I ain't even gonna say my best memory, but I remember something fondly, and I, I never forget this. But Uncle Chick, I was out, out in the field one day, mm-hmm. out in the field right in front of right in front of his trailer, mm-hmm. and. Like I like when I was younger, I couldn't I couldn't catch the football. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I could never catch the football. I can like you no know, I catch it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know how you like throw the football and you catch it, but you'll catch it on your body and yeah. stuff like that. So he taught me how to catch it with my hands. He told me he was like, "This is how you learn how to catch it with your hands. Always catch the point of the football." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Throw it up to yourself, and as it come down, catch the point of it mm-hmm. every time, no matter where it's at. So you throw it up, come down, catch it, bro. And after that." Catching everything, snagging it. I was like, I "Oh my god, bro!" School. And I remember all of that. So, like from that day on, like it never, that never got out of my head, bro. Because that was like on some one on one. Like DJ went in there, Delaney went in there. Mm-hmm. It was just me and him, and I just remember that, like to this day. Yeah, he definitely tried to teach me sports at one point, but he learned very quickly that That's I you, don't sport. You that, I don't bro. sport. So instead, he helped me sharpen my wit. Um, because he used to try to dog me out and I would pull it straight back. And now we go back and forth all the time. And I could check it's funny too, though, but (laughs) I remember this one time we was over there playing basketball at the court, right? So I could check like pick at me all the time Mm -hmm. about me being short and stuff. So he was like, so it was one time we was over there and he was like, Fred, are you ever going to (laughs) grow? And I was like, bro, I am growing, but you can't see it. 
and he just bust out laughing, oh my bro. God. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I remember we were talking about something <laughs> once, and he said something to me. Oh, it was when I first got my hair cut, um, which was in, like, 2012. He... <laughs> Looked at me and he said, why did you cut your hair? And I was like, um, why is it in your business? He said, don't do that anymore. Don't cut your hair that short. And I said, don't you have like a high school to go to to go find your new wife? Like, what is? Oh, like, bro. Excuse Jeez. me. Um, because Uncle Shake is also notorious for dating people who are um, of a different age group than he is. We'll put it that way. Put it nicely. <laughs> I'll say it. Um. But also, will try to fix everything bro, under Chick, the sun. Bro, Uncle Chick was the one that made homemade stuff, like everything, like, from he made a grill from he a barrel. He made the playhouse. Like, bro, he made the whole swing set. Yes, the swing set, the, the swing playhouse. swing set, the playhouse, bro, he built a shed. He built our original peanut boiling pot. Bro, he built a carport on, on, on the back of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Which is still over there right now. Yep. Everything, bro. Like, all the little weights and stuff. All the weight equipment. Remember the shed? Yeah, bro. I'm yeah. To, bro, all the weights that he had in the shed, bro, was homemade. He mm-hmm. welded it mm-hmm. at his job, bro. Like, it, it's crazy, bro. It's he crazy. still works there. It's crazy. He's making steel pipes. And I remember that, bro, because we used to work out with him, like, all the time. Yeah. We used to work out with, like, we used and to I go used over to there and work pool. out. He taught me how to play pool. That he did. I ain't going to lie. up, though. I used to tear him up. I can't nobody, bro. Can't, was never good. Can't too many people say they beat me in pool, bro, except Uncle Reb, bro. Oh, my God. Uncle Reb was a pool shark. Uncle Reb, Uncle Reb and Nick. Mm-hmm. And Nick was the only two that could say they beat me, bro. I used to tear everybody mm-hmm. up, bro. And I put that on everything, bro. That's a, that's on that's on my, my little daughter head right there. I used to tear everybody up in pool. So the last one of the OGs is Joanne. Yeah, y'all. Um, Joanne was born in 1962. She's the baby. She had one child, Brett, who we've already mentioned, and um, he has two kids. And Auntie Auntie Joanne is a trip, bro. She is a trip. Bro. Did you work at the schools? Yeah, she worked at the school. She worked at the um elementary school. With my mama. She definitely worked at the elementary school. With my mama. I remember she worked at um that youth center. And you remember for a they while. used to. Bro, see, I was gonna say something about that. Don't what? Me. Don't say nothing about that. <laughs> hey, and they used to have like a um, they used to have their own trucking company. Yes, uh, Uncle Irvin. I remember that, <clears throat> and she had an office like in the trailer. The trailer. Yep. Yes, and I would go over there and get on the computer, and I would play putt putt. Do you remember putt putt? A little purple golf car. Yeah. Yeah, we'd go over there, and then there was their one child. But my first time right. watching Aladdin was at her house. I love Aladdin. I swear. That was my first time watching it. You know, I don't know why I decided to say that. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, but it's yeah. a memory. Like, it sparked. Straight up. Hey, um, but, um, bro, all the memories that I got Auntie Joanne, bro, was at the center, bro. When we used to go to, like, it used to be, like, a boys and girls club. Mm-hmm. But we call it the um, something kind of youth center. And, bro, we used to, like, basically, like, all the family used to go there. It was, like, me. It was me, Brett, DJ, Delaney. Um, who else? Sedale used to come there sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, all us used to be there, bro. And 
I ain't gonna lie, I used to get in trouble all the time because Brady used to tell him. <laughs> but um, nah, we used to get into some. But we used to get into everything mm-hmm. out there, bro. I remember a fond, a fond memory. This ain't got nothing to do with mm-hmm. nothing like. But I remember a fond memory of my auntie Joy sent us on our bicycles one mm-hmm. time down to down to get something from her house. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like we used to ride our bicycles to, uh, to the youth <laughs> center. Cause it used to be right like right there, up yeah. there on the corner. It's still up. Well, it's not in the corner. It's right in the middle, but it's still there. Yeah, it used to be the same place, but I call it up there on the corner yeah. because you know. But um. This was before they even had the road right here. They used oh, to yeah. just have the lane. The lane, The lane yes. with the trees and stuff. So, you know, me and Brett, we riding through the lane. And, we, you know, we used to be bad back in the day, bro. Like, so oh, we, riding oh, our, I know. we riding our bicycles and we going in and out like each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like coasting. Mm-hmm. And we going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm behind him, right? I'm behind him. And I'm, and I'm like riding fast. And so we go in and out each other one time, bro. And my front tire hit his back tire. Oh, God. And when it did that, bro, I flipped straight over the handlebars. <laughs> and I landed on my shoulder. And I pushed my bike all the way back to the youth center from 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 the lane. Right. No, no, no. We was going on the way. So I pushed my bike to Auntie Joanne's house and then had to push it all the way back to the youth center, bro. Oh, my God. Bro, because I decided to hit his back tire, bro. Right. I'm talking about, you know, you know, like when when something happened, mm-hmm. you could see like the whites in people's eyes, mm-hmm. bro. I I ain't, I couldn't see myself, but I'm pretty sure that's what <laughs> I did, bro. Like you could see the whites in my eye, bro. I was so scared, bro, because I didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. Like that was my first time ever flipping over the handlebars of a bike, and we was on the road, bro. So I scraped basically all of this was red. Oh like yeah. A, like a road rash. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And we used to be at Auntie Joanne's house all the time because she used to have a pool in the backyard. Yes. She so, tried to teach me how to swim. I almost died. Auntie Joanne taught me how to jump off the diving board. We was at the pool in Carver Heights. And she told me, this is this is one thing that I learned, bro, and, I, and it stuck with me for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. She told me, when you jump in the water, it's going to automatically want to bring you back to the top. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't explain why. Because, like, you know, like when I used to jump off the diving board, I used to jump off the side of it. Like so, I could get close to the wall, mm-hmm. to the wall, bro. Cause I ain't, I ain't taking no chances. Right. Bro. Like I love my life. So you know, she's telling me to jump out the front. So I jumped out the front one time, and without doing anything, bro, the water just brought me back up to the top. Cause I guess it's like an air bubble, mm-hmm. and once the air release, it brings you up to the top. So after that, bro, I'm talking about backflips, front flips. <laughs> I don't even care no more. Like she got me over that fear. Yeah. Like, and that, that's something I, you know, what I'm saying, stick with to this day. But, I don't know if I have one specific memory. Oh, I got a lot of them with Auntie Joanne, bro. I got a lot of them, bro. I do remember going over to her house when the Schwann's man would come. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Definitely, bro. Schwann's man used to come to our house, too. Pieces, ice cream, all that. That's really the only thing. I mean, I remember in school, I remember going over there. I remember her yelling at Brett all the time. Mm-hmm. She's the loudest one. You remember she used to be the first one? They used to be the first ones that had the fireworks. Until your dad started doing it over here. Yes. They used to do fireworks over there. Yeah. And you know then, of course, saying? my dad, who's and, you know, got to amp had everything to top up. Him. He had to top him. See, Auntie Joanne had to, had to boom, pow, 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 pow. Uncle Junior had to boom. Yeah, no, my dad's making a full pyrotechnic display. I'm talking about, like, I'm, I'm talking about, I think Uncle Junior, the reason why they started doing it at the um, community center. <laughs> he was, they was like, man, we can't let him top us up no more. Like, I remember going. I remember going to pick up fireworks with him. Mm-hmm. 
we went to one very specific place, which I don't think is open anymore. Um, I had to keep my hands in my pockets the entire time. Bro. Because I wasn't supposed to be in the store that we were in. Bro, I had to put my hands in my pockets no matter what store we <laughs> went in. <laughs> but you know how embarrassing it was as a little kid to walk through the store with your hands together? Right. Put your hands behind your back. She, bro, she used to make us do everything, bro, because we just used to be bad, bro. We just used to touch anything, like, for no reason. Oh, what's this? Oh, grab a uh, man, bro. Hey, but I still, but I remember those days, bro, when we used to sit mm-hmm. out here in the field, mm-hmm. bro. And mm-hmm. Uncle Junior used to let them things off, bro. I remember all that. And then we stopped doing it for a while. I don't remember exactly why. Um, but then the Weavers decided to do it, and they put a Roman candle on top of a fishing table and it fell over and spun and shot into the crowd and your sister got burned i almost got burned like somebody's weave caught on fire and that happened two (coughs) years in a row and cheryl my best friend was here one year when it went off into the crowd see that's something different bro because in Carver heights at Leesburg, we used to shoot them at each other no. Then gonna tell you why. And that <laughs> we was just some bad kids, bro. Like see, bro, that's why I, I'm I'm kinda glad I was raised here, mm-hmm. bro, and not in Carver Heights, bro, because I'd be a whole different beast, bro. I wouldn't be like quiet or nothing like that. I'd be like something totally different, because in, in Carver Heights, bro, like you ain't have no care. Like yeah. it wasn't nothing that we couldn't do. Like bro, I used to walk to the pool when I was like six years old by myself. Like, in the pool wasn't nowhere near my grandma's house. No, it's not. No, it wasn't nowhere near my grandma's house. And I used to walk there by myself. No. Like, grandma, I'm about to go to the pool. Right. Okay. And just leave. That's it, bro. I'm gone. Like, oh, my God. I'm gone. No. But but also, my dad, my dad's best friend used to be a lifeguard at the pool, though. So, that's why I used to walk there. Like, it wasn't just me going by myself. You right. Know? I was going up there with somebody. But at the same time, I was only six. I was still walking there by myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that is, that's the OGs. That's basically Some all the their, OGs, you know kids. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all the 11 right now. You know, so that's the the reasons why we are here right now talking yeah. to you. And the reason for the shirt tails and everything. So, you know, mm, 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 <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, one of the things we're going to start doing to end kind of the episodes we're going to do this with our guests and also with ourselves um is there's a question that we want to ask right oh yeah and the question is what makes you fearlessly authentic to life and to yourself like what are your keys to success basically what make you what make you comfortable in your own skin like that's like that's that's the real question yeah Fearlessly authentic, that's basically what that means. Like, being yourself no matter what, no matter who around, you know, no matter what the circumstances, you stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I be wanting to know because I'm, I'm curious, you know what I'm saying? Because I got my ideas on what make me that way, and I just be wanting to, I just be curious about, you know what I'm saying, what make other people that way. Yeah. So, what makes you fearlessly authentic, Fred? Me? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I learned... At an early age that you can't be nobody but yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it also helped that we was around a lot of people that always been themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, from all the OGs that we named and everything, bro, like, all of them never 
never been no followers. Mm-hmm. They never, you know what I'm saying, tried to go with the crowd and nothing and always been. And one thing about it, growing up in this neighborhood that we that we was, we was always in our own bubble. So we never was involved in no outside things mm-hmm. or nothing like that. So we always set our own trends. You know what I'm saying? We always did our own things and stuff like that. So that's part of what made me that way. And also that... I ain't even gonna say also. That's really what made me that way. Like, cause we all we we been in our own bubble. Like, mm-hmm. like I know we from Wildwood, but <laughs> we are from the Shirt Tails, bro. Right, like, right. Shirt Tails and Wildwood is is two different things mm-hmm. to me. It's it's totally it's two different things, bro. It's not the same thing to me. Yeah. Like, and I don't care what nobody say, bro. That's a true <laughs> statement. Like. So, Des, yeah, I want to ask you the um that same question. Mm-hmm. What makes you comfortable in that skin that you living in? Um, I can honestly say that I have always been the outcast of the family. Like I am the weirdest one. I move. <laughs> I march to the beat of my own drum, and that drum is more than likely a pickle bucket. Like it. <laughs> Um, That's I can I can really say that like, you've <laughs> always been you, no matter what, bro. Like, but that's been like I said, that's been all us. Like because of where we from, that that mold us like that shaped us to be like that. Like we was never raised to be followers. We was never raised to go with the crowd. We yeah. was always raised to stand on our own, no matter who, no matter who stand with us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I think. Um I mean, what helps me be comfortable with being myself is just embracing the weird. I know that I'm not at everybody's cup of tea. I do. Um, I have a very strong personality. About as strong as my sneeze. Um, I don't know about that. that. You tried it. (laughs) But I, I learned that it's okay to be me and that normal is vastly overrated. Straight up. I can't. I will not change who I am to please other people. Um, and that's something that I take to heart and to life. And just because you're doing it doesn't mean that I have to do it. Straight up, straight up. And one thing I learned, what people people say, people classify something as weird just because it's different. Mm-hmm. Just because it's something that you wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that I learned too. Like just because you don't do you don't do it or nothing, that that makes it weird. No, that makes it just I'm just authentic, bro. I'm just me. Like yeah. you know I mean, I'm, I'm currently wearing a Sailor Moon T-shirt absolutely adore it but again bro, I'm, just I'm just me bro like i i just <laughs> bro i don't care what you say bro until the day i leave this earth bro i'm gonna be fred bro that's it yeah i ain't trying to be nothing else i don't want to be nothing else you know what i'm saying so i just how it is i think that about wraps up the first episode hopefully you guys have learned a little bit about the family kind of where we started and what the podcast will hold for the future you know what i'm saying hopefully we're gonna have some guests on here mm-hmm. well i ain't even gonna say hopefully we're gonna get them we're gonna drag them up in here you know what i'm okay, saying okay we're not gonna pull anybody whether it's by their nose or whether it's by their collar they're gonna come boy they're gonna come boy we're gonna shove this mic down there now nah, let's not hey. do that <laughs> i took a lot of time putting all the vinyls on these mics hey but look bro i ain't i don't care but i ain't messing my mic up bro <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna use desk mic <laughs> we use the guest mic I don't like the guest mic. We're using anybody but mine. Okay, great. You feel me? Yeah, so and thank you. Yeah, and yeah, I put an S on mine. Oh, my God. Mines. Yo. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to you being here for the next episode. And as we will sign off, as always, you love yourself, no matter what. Shirt tail vibe.